Bhagavad-gita chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 Arjuna uvacha jayasi chet karmanaste mata buddhir janardana tat kim karmani ghore maam niyojayasi keshava arjunah arjuna uvacha said jayasi speaking very highly chet although karmanah than fruitive action te your mata opinion buddhi intelligence janardana o krishna tat therefore kim why karmani in action ghore ghastly mam me niyojayasi engaging me keshava o krishna translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation arjuna said o janardana o keshava why do you urge me to engage in this ghastly warfare if you think that intelligence is better than fruitive work please repeat arjuna said o janardana o keshava why did why do you urge me to engage in this ghastly warfare if you think that intelligence is better than fruitive work purport the supreme personality of godhead shri krishna has very elaborately described the constitution of the soul in the previous chapter with a view to deliver his intimate friend arjuna from the ocean of material grief and the path of realization has been recommended buddhi yoga or krishna consciousness sometimes krishna consciousness is misunderstood to be inertia and one with such a misunderstanding often withdraws to a secluded place to become fully krishna conscious by chanting the holy name of lord krishna but without being trained in the philosophy of krishna consciousness it is not advisable to chant the holy name of krishna in a secluded place where one may acquire only cheap adoration from the innocent public arjuna also thought of krishna consciousness or buddhi yoga or intelligence and spiritual advancement of knowledge as something like retirement from active life and the practice of penance and austerity at a secluded place in other words he wanted to skillfully avoid the fighting by using krishna consciousness as an excuse but as a sincere student he placed the matter before his master and questioned krishna as to his best course of action in answer lord krishna elaborately explained karma yoga or work in krishna consciousness in this third chapter so we will continue on to the next verse because this is the continuation of the question व्यामिश्रेणेव वाक्येन बुद्धिं मोहयसीवमे तदेकं वदनिश्चित्य येन श्रेयोहमाप्नुयाम 
Translation My intelligence is bewildered by your equivocal instructions. Therefore, please tell me decisively what is most beneficial for me. Purport In the previous chapter, as a prelude to the Bhagavad Gita, many different paths were explained, such as Sankhya Yoga, Buddhi Yoga, control of the senses by intelligence, work without fruitive desire, and the position of the neophyte. This was all presented unsystematically. A more organized outline of the path would be necessary for action and understanding. Arjuna, therefore, wanted to clear up these apparently confusing matters so that any common man could accept them without misinterpretation. Although Krishna had no intention of confusing Arjuna by any jugglery of words, Arjuna could not follow the process of Krishna consciousness either by inertia or active service. In other words, by his questions, he is clearing the path of Krishna consciousness for all students who seriously want to understand the mystery of the Bhagavad Gita. So now, these two verses practically set the stage for conclusive uh, understanding of the path of spiritual advancement for all human beings. As the title of the second chapter goes, it is uh, the contents of Bhagavad Gita summarized. So the entire Bhagavad Gita is speaking about uh, many topics in fact. First there is the knowledge of uh, Atma Tattva, understanding that we are not the body but the soul from many angles of understanding in the second chapter. then. It goes on to Karma Yoga, then there is uh, also the description of transcendental knowledge in the fourth chapter, uh, why Krishna comes and everything, how to attain transcendental knowledge by going to a guru and the parampara system. And then in the fifth chapter, again he elaborates on the Karma Yoga process. Then in the sixth chapter, there is Dhyana Yoga. Then from seventh to twelfth chapter, there is Bhakti Yoga, but also there is also the description of the universal form in the eleventh chapter how Krishna is the Samam Bonam and source of all emanations in the 10th chapter. So like this and 12th chapter is fully Bhakti Yoga. Then from 13th chapter again the Paramatma, the Jivatma, how we are situated in this material world and how everything is going on by the sanction of the Paramatma. Then there is the three modes of material nature in the 14th chapter. Then 15th chapter uh, Purushottam Yoga. Then there is 16th chapter, the um, what is that? Daiva and Asuri Bhava. What is uh, uh, godly qualities? What are demoniac qualities? What happens if we don't uh, adhere to the scriptural injunctions? And how to conduct our life according to scriptural injunctions? Then there is 17th chapter. Again, the three modes of material nature, different activities in three modes. Uh, finally, there is 18th chapter, which is the complete. Uh, conclusion and which ends with this um, instruction Sarvadharman Parityajya Mamekam Saranam Raja Aham Tvam Sarvapapebhyo Mokshesham All the dharmas that you have mentioned in the in the fourth chapter he said Yada 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 Dharmasya Glane Bhavati Bharata Whenever there is decline in religion I come but in the 18th chapter he said give up all religion so he is actually mentioning, he is actually making a point that real religion means to surrender to Krishna. 
वेदर एतावान सांख्ययोगाभ्याम स्वधर्मं परिनिष्ठया जन्मलाभा परापुंसाम अंते नारायण स्मृति दैट इज एक्सप्लेन इन द भागवतम सेकंड कांडो फर्स्ट चैप्टर वर्स 6 द हाईएस्ट परफेक्शन ऑफ ह्यूमन लाइफ अचीव्ड आइदर बाय कंप्लीट नॉलेज ऑफ मैटर एंड स्पिरिट by practice of mystic powers or by perfect discharge of occupational duty is to remember the supreme personality of godhead at the end of life ultimately if we get entangled in the processes of sankhya yoga or buddhi yoga or karma yoga or gyana yoga whatever it is if we are stuck there without understanding that the aim of all these processes is to ultimately surrender to the supreme personality of godhead bahunam janmanamante gyanavan mam prapadyate if we don't understand this thing then we are wasting our time let's explain in another verse of bhagavatam dharmah svanushtitah punsam vishvaksena katha svayah notpadayet yadi ratim श्रमे वह केवल यु नो श्रीमद्भागवतम वन टू एट दि ऑक्युपेशनल ऐक्टिविटीज मैन पर्फॉर्म्स अकॉर्डिंग टू इज ओन पोजिशन आर ओनली सो मच यूजलेस लेबर इफ दे डू नॉट प्रोवोक अट्रैक्शन फॉर द मेसेज ऑफ द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड ना इफ आई डू माई सपोज आई एम ब्राह्मण आई डू एवरीथिंग दट अ ब्राह्मण शुड डू बट इफ आई डोंट कम टू द प्लेटफॉर्म ऑफ भक्ति देन आई वेस्टेड माइट or if i am a kshatriya i have all the qualities of kshatriya but i did not use it for krishna i did not come to krishna consciousness with that then it is another useless waste of time yeah. which arjuna was going to do he was a kshatriya he fought so many battles but when actually it mattered the most important battle he was trying to avoid hmm. yeah, because uh, he was attached to family relations so Uh, if i follow everything but i don't understand that all these things are meant to uh, satisfy krishna atapambhir dvijashreshtha varnashrama vibhagashah svanushthitasya dharmasya ta samsiddhir haritoshanam haritoshanam is the uh, deciding factor hari should be satisfied hmm. so that is the real aim of all our activities that should be the aim so there is another verse also aradhananam not aradhana um, what is that aradhito yadi haris in the narada pancharatra aradhito yadi haris tapasat tah kim naradhito yadi haris tapasat tah kim antar bahir yadi haris tapasat tah kim nantar bahir yadi haris tapasat tah kim if one is worshiping lord hari what is the use of performing extraneous penances that means if one is already devotee of krishna he is worshiping krishna 24 hours a day what is the need for him to go and practice some tapasya and everything he has achieved all the result of tapasya and if you see and if one is not worshiping lord hari no such penances will save one like uh, hiranyakashipu ravana big big tapasya they did but they did not worship lord hari everything was finished all the result of tapasya was gone in one second 
If one can understand that Lord Hari is all-pervading within and without, what is the need of performing penances? Yeah. If, a, if a devotee, pure devotee, he can see Krishna inside and outside. Sthavar jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti, sarvatra dekhe tar ishtadevas purti. In Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, sthavar jangam. There are non-moving living entities and moving living entities. Uh, sometimes not even living entities, just like stone uh, or uh, metal or whatever. So, in everything, Krishna, the devotee, he sees na dekhe tar murti. He does not really see, uh, of course, he sees the forms of everything, but he sees the essence of everything because uh, he sees that everything is emanating from Krishna and Krishna is everywhere. He sees Krishna. Santa sadeva hridayashu vilokayanta. Uh, devotee always sees Krishna within and without. Yomam pashyati sarvatra. Sarvam cha mai pashyati. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita, 6th chapter, 29th verse. Okay? Tasyaham na pranasyami. Sachame na pranasyati. 6.30. Oh. You see, for one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. So, a person who has attained this stage, he is already the highest yogi. Yoginam api sarvesham madgate nantaratmana, shraddhavan bhajate yomam samayukta tamamata. He is already the perfect yogi. What is the need for him to perform more austerities? This is the reason why the pure devotees, they slacken on the strict rules and regulations. Like Madhavendra Puri, you know, he wrote, you see, Madhavendra Puri wrote like this, Sandhyavandana bhadramastu bhavato bho snanatubhyam namo bhodeva pitarascha tarpana vidhau naham kshamakshamyatam yatra kvapi nishadya yadava kulottamasya kamsad vishaha Smaram smaram agham harami tadalam manye kimanye name. Oh, my prayers three times a day, all glory to you. Oh, Sandhya Vandan, big glory. Namaskar. I cannot do any more. Hmm? Oh, bathing, I offer my obeisances unto you. Huh? Even bathing. Oh, demigods, oh, forefathers, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. Now, wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa, and thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. You see, Antar Bahir Yadiharis Tapasata Tahkim. You already seeing Krishna everywhere. Why the what is the need of doing Sandhya and this and that? Does not it does not matter at all. So therefore, pure devotees need not do all the regulative uh, uh, principles like the Neophyte devotee. But the Acharya, uh, he will still do. Not that. This does not mean that he does not follow rules and regulations of Krishna consciousness. That one he follows. Like, not like, uh, and now I am pure devotee. I, I am, uh, you know, I achieved Radha Krishna. Now I no need to chant Krishna's name. Now I am too pure. You know. No, no, no. 
Pure devotee means he always wants to chant Krishna's name. He doesn't want to stop. For the neophyte, there is rule. 16 rounds minimum you chant. Prabhupada gave. Uh, but for Uttama, Uttama Thikari, Bhagavat Uttama, for him there is no 16 round regulation. He will chant always. Like Haridas Thakur, 192 rounds. Keep on chanting. Non-stop. Once, one time Prabhupada was asked by, by one of his disciples, uh, how do we know that our chanting quality is good, good quality chanting? How we know? Mm-hmm. Prabhupada said, uh, what good quality chanting? If you are good quality chanting, then why stop at 16 rounds? You should chant in 16,000 rounds. If you have no taste for chanting 16,000 rounds, what good quality you have? No quality there. <laughs> that means, good quality means you don't want to stop. Uh, that is the stage. Uh, so, when one is on that stage, what is the use of telling him 16 rounds? Not that he will not follow 16 rounds, he will automatically follow 16 rounds. Sandhya Vandana means three times Sandhya Vandana. But the devotee is always Vandana. Satatam Kirtanam Tomam. Why? It's only three times. This is the reason why he does not do all these things. Because they are inferior rules. He is already doing more than that. You know? Um, uh, bathing. Bathing is for cleansing. But, uh, what is that? Om apavitra pavitrova sarvavastham gatopiva yasmare pundarikaksham sa bahya abhyantara suchi. When we remember Krishna or Vishnu, bahya abhyantara suchi. Outside and inside will become cleansed. The heart will become cleansed. Outside also will become cleansed. Uh, so, sometimes there are avadhut, like, you know, Rishabdev. He is actually avatar of Krishna. Uh, but he set an example of how uh, we must renounce everything. Rishabdev was the king of the whole world. And he had 100 sons. Very, very opulent personality of Godhead, avatar of Krishna himself. But he acted like a perfect uh, human being, a perfect king. And after instructing his sons, he went and retired like an avadhut, not recognizable by anybody, with not shaving, not bathing, not. In fact, he was sleeping in his own stool. It is said. And sometimes people will mock at him, hey, Who are you? Huh? Then they will pass urine on, at, on his head. He has just tolerated all that. Just immersed. But it is said that of course, he is too, because he is the incarnation of Krishna himself, his tool also was fragrant. For 80 miles the fragrance was there. Uncommon fragrance. So, anyway. Uh, what is that? Who? Who is that? Gaur Kishor Das Babaji. No, 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 he did not do like that exactly. Yeah, yeah, he is uh, Sakshat Vairagi Murthy. But he did not do exactly like this, sleeping in own stool. Remember, say full name, Gaur Kishor. Who is Kishor Das? Gaur Kishor Das Babaji. So, yeah, he is also 
वेरी साक्षात वैराग्यमूर्ति है सो दीज आर अपेरेंटली दे समाइम्स डू नॉट फॉलो द रूल्स दैट आर इवन न्यू फाइट मस्ट फॉलो बट दे आर ऑलरेडी ऑन द ट्रांसेंडेंटल लेवल दे आर ऑलरेडी फॉलोइंग वी कैनॉट सील ओनली ऑलरेडी फॉलोइंग एवरीथिंग so of course we cannot imitate an acharya especially when he is paramahamsa but he becomes acts on the level of parivrajak acharya when he becomes acharya when he is acting as a guru then he acts like perfect example because he has to teach apani acharya bhakti sikhayamo sabare ha apani achar bhakti sikhayamo sabare so uh, first uh, first of all i follow and then i can teach others chaitanya mahaprabhu is saying chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna himself but he came to teach us how to become devotee of krishna so he is first of all acting as devotee then he want to teach others also so like that acharya means he first of all does everything even though he is paramahamsa level but he acts on the parivrajak acharya level preacher whereas paramahamsa does not preach he thinks everybody is devotee i am not devotee whereas parivrajak acharya says this is not devotee this is devotee i will preach to him and and i will also uh, train him up to be better devotee like this and envious people he will reject ignore this is preacher second class devotee so prabhupad said although the acharya is on the first class platform but he descends to the second class platform to preach doesn't mean he falls down he acts on that capacity empowered by krishna so anyway the point is uh, that if we remember krishna all the time then the subsidiary rules uh, can be avoided not exactly avoided because already he is following that is the point uh, it is not exactly avoidance he is already following just like it is said uh, <clears throat> like driving when you are driving learning how to drive the instructor will tell you you have to press the brake then you have to release the uh, press the clutch then release the clutch and slightly press on the accelerator then it will start start moving engage the gear and everything then look in the mirror look in this mirror look at the blind spot ha huh? so many rules put the seat belt before you start so many things are there so many rules have to take care in the beginning it's very overwhelming like you know oh, so many things okay but after some time when you get a license you automatically do all these things you automatically check them it's, it's like second nature to you uh, you automatically know how to release the clutch press the brake or press the accelerator change the gear you can talk to somebody and still do all these things so uh, it is not that you are not focusing on this thing you are you already focusing on this so there is no need for an instructor to sit down and tell okay now you press the brake now you press the accelerator now you turn left now he already knows so that is why there is no need of telling not that he neglects so arjuna is asking why do you urge me to engage in this ghastly warfare Uh, this is a very important point now krishna consciousness as prabhupada said in the purport of the second verse 
that Arjuna was using Krishna consciousness as an excuse not to fight. You know, Krishna conscious people, we have to be sadhus, we have to be merciful, we have to be tolerant. You know, let them have the kingdom. Why I should fight? Why so much blood just for me to occupy the throne? There's no need. So like this he was calculating, only based on himself. He is not thinking that these people have gone against dharma. And Krishna wants them to be killed. So it is my duty to obey Krishna. He was not thinking like this. Krishna was having his plan, Arjuna was having his plan. Arambha, Arambha means plan, start. If we initiate something on our own accord, without carrying out Krishna's order, if Krishna has given an order, a devotee has to just execute that order. And in the execution of that order, he can make many plans. But he should not start his own plan and ask Krishna to help him in that plan. Usually, Chaturvidha bhajante maam janani sukritan arjuna. The problem with these people is, though they are pious nonetheless, Artha Artharti Jignasur Jnanicha Bharatar Shabha. O best among the Bharatas, four kinds of pious men begin to render devotional service unto me. The distressed, the desirer of wealth, the inquisitive and he who is searching for knowledge of the Absolute. So these four kinds of people come to Krishna, if they are pious. There are four kinds of people who are distressed, desire of wealth, inquisitive and who are in search of knowledge of the Absolute but they don't come to Krishna also. Um, that is also there. Those who are distressed, they will go and drink wine, whiskey. Uh, distressed people do that also. But Sukriti Narjana, those who are Sukriti, pious people, in distress time they will come to God. Desire of wealth. Uh, if he is not so pious, he will go to some, you know, business conference, here, there, how to do business, you know, he will do something else. Uh, who is pious, he will come to God. Inquisitive. Uh, people are just inquisitive, speculation. They can go speculation method or they can also come to Krishna and find out from Bhagavad Gita what is actually the truth. And he who is searching for the knowledge of the absolute. Jnani, uh, who is already a little bit advanced, like... Uh, the four Kumaras, Chatur Kumara, Sanaka Sanatan, Sanandana, Sanat Kumara. So they were already Jnani, but they were attracted to Krishna. So in this way, Sukadev Goswami also. So in this way, these four people, the problem with them is, they have their own plan and they want Krishna to help in their plan. Krishna, please you take care. They will say, I surrender to you, Krishna, you please take care. But actually, they don't even know the meaning of surrender. Surrender means, what Krishna says we do. Not that I already make a plan and I ask Krishna what to do and let him decide what he wants to do. Krishna has already decided what we need to do. Now, have we decided that I will do Krishna's, I will follow Krishna's instruction or not? That is the matter. A devotee was asking, 
uh, what should I do? So, uh, I mean, it was a particular specific circumstance. So, I would not go into the details of the whole thing, but <coughs> so the devotee asked, what should I do in this circumstance? So, we told, you do like this, like this, you become first a devotee of Krishna properly and follow all his instructions. Hmm. But the devotee had a little bit, you know, of own speculation, how it should go on, how it should be done. Instead of just simply following what Krishna said, the devotee had his own uh, interpretation of it. So the devotee was saying, let Krishna decide what he wants to do. Uh, that's what we told. Krishna already decided. Everything is laid down on paper. Now it is up to us whether we want to follow it or not. If we have our own plan, then if you want Krishna to decide, then it will come under the karma. Then pious or sinful, accordingly you will get a material reaction that is different. Upadrashta Anumantacha Bharta Bhoktra Maheshwaraha He is, he is uh, sitting as Paramatma and Upadrashta Anumanta. He is overseeing everything and he is sanctioning what we are doing, the results of their activities. See? Uh, but a pure devotee means like Arjuna. He had so many plans in the beginning, right? In the end, Karishya Vachanam Thava. Krishna, I will do whatever you say. What you say, you just tell me. I will do. Karishya Vachanam Thava. Nashtamoha Smritrilabdha. That is devotee, pure devotee. Krishna, whatever you say, I will do. That's it. No more argument. That position we have to come to. Now we are in the state of rebellion. Krishna wants us to do something we don't want to do. Guru asks us to do something we don't want to do. This is our problem. That's why we are not advancing. If we start to follow everything, then we will advance. There is no doubt. There is no doubt about it. So therefore, to remove all doubts, to remove all doubts, Arjuna is asking this question. Uh, what should I do? Because you have uh, spoken about karma yoga, you have spoken about buddhi yoga, you have spoken about so many things. Which one I should follow? Uh, if you think intelligence is better than fruitive work, then why are you engaging me in a fruitive work? This ghastly warfare. Ghore is another important thing. He described the war as Ghora. War is always Ghora. It is never very pleasing and nice to see war. It is always destruction and so much misery is attached to it. But if it is, if it has to be done, it has to be done. That is Vaishnava. Vaishnava is not unnecessarily non-violent. If violence has to be used, he will use. But of course, under the instruction of Krishna. Just like policemen. Uh, non-violence is, everybody is taught about non-violence. Oh, we have to be non-violent, non-violent. So, if policeman also says, I also want to be non-violent. And the thief is running away and stealing and raping and everything. And if the police is non-violent, I don't, I don't want to punish him, you know. 
poor thing he doesn't have money that's why he's stealing he doesn't have wife that's why he's raping huh if he if he keeps on <laughs> huh, justifying the thief then what kind of policeman he is in the name of so called non violence is allowing crime to happen uh, so similarly kshatriya is like the policeman they are also like administrators but they also are the policemen they execute the law brahmanas they will teach the law robert explained in a lecture very nicely shastra shastra means the scriptures shasan shasan means chastisement or control so astra means weapon so these two words combined shastra means to control the activities of the human being this uh, scripture is the astra this is one control then there is another control the danda like that that is the kshatriya's business so those who are intelligent they will follow the rules just by hearing shastra oh shastra says we must do like this okay i will do the law country law says we must do like this okay i will do they will follow immediately but there are others who will not follow immediately by looking at the uh, words and they will try to disobey they need they need beating uh, this is astra that is also shastra is also shasan control and the astra and kshatriya even if the other king is not following he will go and start war if the other king is not ruling according to varnashram principles according to uh, bhagavad dharma then he will wage war astra he will use and he will do shasan shastra so this is the second type of control and the third layer of control is there like the social customs for example uh, uh women have to be chased for example now shastra says this then there is of course now the government is a bit uh, topsy turvy the rules are not so strict but in the vedic uh, government a very strict so the women have to be doing but if still somebody wants to then the social customs are there the family oh the family will say oh how can you do like this you know everybody will scold a girl if she does something nonsense you know not only girl any 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 crime anything so there is social customs there is another level of control the family then the state then the the brahmanas who direct the living beings according to the shastra according to the human being according to the shastra so in this way there are many levels of control arjuna was saying in the first chapter that if i kill all these men then who will take care of the women in the family and if the sons are all dead then who will offer the pinda to the forefathers in this way the whole family traditions will go to hell so that level of control is gone family control is gone kulakshaya he used the word kulakshaya uh, the destruction of family tradition and in this way everybody will engage in irreligious activities and the women will become polluted hmm? in this way i am giving rise to so many uh, sinful future with this war in this way he was uh, putting forward his argument arjuna uh, 
but krishna of course uh, he will instruct later on uh, why he krishna, he should he should uh, fight this war why he should fight this war he explains very clearly later on you will see but this is very important that arjuna is asking this question so if something is not clear pariprashnena we have to do pariprashna that means submissive inquiry not again challenging inquiry uh, why krishna you said like this you said karma yoga you said jnana yoga you said this and now you are saying like this what is this not challenging krishna i am not able to understand how can i what do you suggest if you said buddhi yoga is important you now you say i have to fight this is karma karma yoga so why you are saying like this? so he is asking krishna consciousness is a very systematic science and art of work it is not a vague uh, poetic um, speculation uh, what armchair philosopher for armchair philosophers as propar said you know armchair philosophers you know it's an armchair like you know, this rocking chair just you know like you know oh, speculate you know to create a theory in their head just for recreation you know krishna consciousness is not for that it is not arm, armchair speculators it is for uh, very it's a very systematic uh, science and art of work and because it was not very clear to him nowadays spirituality means something vague mystic something mystery and that is spirituality for them uh, just some little bit mental gymnastics some little bit you know energy some new age nonsense uh, nowadays they talking like this if it is too specific they will run, run away from it <laughs> they will shun away oh it has it should not be too specific it should be open for you to explore this is one of the reasons i absolutely dislike what is that um, abstract art because the viewer of the painting has to decipher and everybody can have their own interpretations of the painting they want spirituality to be, to be like an abstract art nothing specific oh if you say krishna is oh, this is not a, this is not spirituality this is a like, cult this is like you know faith they lose these words but if something is vague not very clear ah uh, that's good but if we want to do something unless the, the plan is clear in the head the understanding is clear in the head we cannot do anything going forward now you have decided to come here to this temple you must know exactly the place where this temple is then you just take the correct bus or the correct train or whatever come here straight if it is not clear if i say uh, sir give your address temple address i will say it is in gelam will you will, will anybody be inspired to come here gelam where is a big area where i have to search whole place gelam one by one all the streets one by one all the buildings i have to climb up all the floors if i give the exact address then you can start your journey definitively but if there is no clarity of the aim where are you going to go which which direction are you going to go 
therefore arjuna is asking here question uh, what is actually uh, more important what should i do the exact word is and uh, second verse what is the word there nischitam i think nischitya vada nischitya tad ekam vada nischitya yena shreyoham aapnuyam shreya the word shreya is used here shreya real benefit ultimate benefit vada nischitya ascertaining only one ekam tell me the way i should go you have told many many things but what is the best way because to go from point a to point b there can be millions of paths but the shortest and the easiest path is a straight line there is a shortest path straight line now it can be like this it can be like that or it can be like this like a million turns and then come to the b but the straight line is the easiest path so he is asking ekam vadan nischitya ha please tell me decisively which will be most beneficial for me so you see how much clarity he is seeking we have to seek clarity because when there is no clarity there is doubt when there is no clarity there is doubt either there is clarity or there is doubt there cannot be no clarity and no doubt or clarity and doubt no asamshayam samagram mam yatha gyasasi tat shrunu krishna is saying What is this? Why every time this thing comes? Oh, so many lectures on seven one. Maya sakta Sri Bhagavan Vacha seven one Bhagavad Gita Maya sakta mana partha yogam yunjan madashreya asamshayam samagram mam yatha gyanasita chrunu. Supreme Personality of Godhead said, "Now hear, O son of Pritha, how by practicing yoga in full consciousness of me, with mind attached to me, you can know me in full, free from doubt." The more we know, the more the doubts will become lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser. If we know completely, we are free from doubt. that is the effect of going to a bona fide guru ha huh? 434 you see just try to learn the truth tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshanti te gyanam gyaninas tatva darshanam just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master inquire from him submissively and render service unto him the self realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth <clears throat> now what is the effect of real uh, receiving that knowledge yagnyatva na punarmoham this is the point 
एवं यास्यसि पांडवा येन भूतानि अशेषानि द्रक्षसि आत्मनि अथोमयि हैविंग ऑब्टेन रियल नॉलेज फ्रॉम अ सेल्फ रियलाइज्ड सोल यू विल नेवर फॉल अगेन इनटू सच इल्यूशन फॉर बाय दिस नॉलेज यू विल सी दैट ऑल लिविंग बीइंग्स आर बट पार्ट ऑफ द सुप्रीम और इन अदर वर्ड्स दैट देयर माइंड ऑफ कोर्स देयर इज अनदर एलिमेंट टू दिस यू रिसीव नॉलेज फ्रॉम सेल्फ रियलाइज्ड सोल यू विल नेवर फॉल अगेन इनटू सच इल्यूशन इट डिपेंड्स दो on how seriously i take the instruction and the teachings of that guru guru can be perfect but if i am not perfect as a disciple i will not get the result i have to be also qualified as a disciple i should follow everything the guru says hmm? especially in our case sometimes you know because we follow the ritvik system of initiation as prabhupad has said so sometimes people ask this question oh so after prabhupad no guru ah, how come prabhupad not pure he cannot make one pure devotee also that is this question he cannot make one pure devotee also the problem is prabhupad can make 100 million trillion uh, pure devotees but also it depends on me If Prabhupada is giving everything, if I don't follow, then how will I become pure? It does not depend on Prabhupada whether I become pure or not. He is doing his duty. He is giving the knowledge. He is giving the practice how to do everything. If I don't follow, how I'll become pure? And even if one becomes pure, that is not the only criterion to become guru. You must be authorized by your guru to become guru. Like Arjuna was pure devotee, he never initiated disciples. Go and around, went around initiating disciples. No, you can be pure devotee, and still you can be Shiksha Guru. Gorge Shardas Babaji was pure devotee. He never wanted to give Diksha. Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati insisted and insisted and insisted, and Gorge Shardas Babaji was saying, "I will ask Chaitanya Mahaprabhu permission first." I think seventeen times he rejected him. Then Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur taught, "I will commit suicide." No point living. And then Gorakhnath Babaji finally, you know, initiated. That means uh, you must two things required to become guru. One, he should be pure devotee of Krishna. Second, he should be authorized by his guru to become guru. If these two things are not there, if one thing only is there, of course the guru will never ask you to become guru if you are not qualified. He will only ask if you are qualified. Um, but if you are qualified and he did not ask, then we cannot become simple. It is actually very simple to understand. But so much complications have arisen, especially in Iskcon. Who is guru? How everything should be followed? So many mistakes have happened also. So uh, the real thing is, if we receive knowledge from a self-realized soul. and if we follow everything then we will never fall again into such illusion and this knowledge you can see all living beings are a part of the supreme or another words of their mind so we have to become free from doubt this will happen only if we have unflinching faith in the guru and krishna if guru said like prabhupada said man did not go to the moon india sent some chandrayaan mission the moon failed 
He said failed, did not land, some crash. But here it is said uh, that moon is farther than the sun and we actually cannot go to the moon. So one of the disciples of uh, Prabhupada, he, he became doubtful, how come you can say we are not going to the moon. Then 1969, Prabhupada was in America at the time and man, Neil Armstrong, you know, one step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He went under the moon and you know, some big video they showed. Prabhupada was laughing. The devotee should see, see, man is going on the moon. How you are saying man is not on the moon? He did not have faith. Prabhupada said, no, this is all bluff. They never went to the moon. Then he left the movement. He took the TV also and left. So, no faith. Uh, that kind of uh, attitude will not make us clear in our mind. Clarity will not be there if we disobey, if we have no faith. Yes, sir. Devi. Uh, this is in the order. Svetashvatara Upanishad 623. Upanishad, this is Shruti Praman. Yasya Deve Para Bhaktir Yatha Deve Tatha Gurav Tasyate Kathita Hirtha Prakashante Mahatma. Only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. How to understand all the Vedic knowledge? You must have unflinching faith in Guru and Krishna. Guru means bona fide Guru. Now, if I don't have such faith, I will have doubt. That is explained in the fourth chapter. Agyas cha shraddha dhanas cha. Shraddha dhanas cha. Shraddha dhanas Shraddha means faith. But ashraddha dhanas cha means who has no faith. Agyas, those who are ignorant. Samshayatma vinashati. They will be always having samshaya, doubts. Nāyam lokosti nāparo nāsukham samshayatmanaha. But ignorant and faithless persons who doubt the revealed scriptures do not attain God consciousness. They fall down. For the doubting soul, there is happiness neither in this world nor in the next. Another place also it is stated... Ashraddha dhana purusha dharmasyasa parantapa aprapyamam nivartante mrityu samsara vartmane. Those who are not faithful in this devotional service cannot attain me, O conqueror of enemies. Therefore, they return to the path of birth and death in this material world. So, we have to, our doubts must be completely gone, which is why there should be inquiry, there should be. Uh, full sincerity on our part. Guru will uh, reveal everything clearly. If there is any confusion, it is our misunderstanding only. So, to clear the misunderstanding, we can ask question. It is not that the Guru is not explaining. He is explaining everything. But, uh, if I do not understand, it is my inability. So, I can Render service, I can inquire, 
in a submissive mood, then I can understand. Everybody can understand. So this is um, similarly in this matter also in our, uh, especially in the context of our Hare Krishna movement started by Srila Prabhupada. There is so much doubt now. What is Guru Tattva? What is Guru? Who is actually Guru? What is Diksha Guru? What is Siksha Guru? Everything is now completely misunderstood. They say Prabhupada is a Siksha Guru of everybody. And Diksha Guru is somebody else. So, but uh, this understanding is not proper. Diksha means you, the Guru gives the Di. Di stands for Divya Jnana. Ksha stands for Kshapayati or destruction of sinful reactions. So the Divya Jnana, Chakshudan Dilojay Janme Janme Prabhushe. Who gave us the Chakshudan? Divya Jnana Hride Prakashita. Who gave? Prabhupada's books. This is Diksha Guru. Siksha Guru means one who explains to other devotees according to the Diksha Guru's teachings. That is Siksha Guru. That we all are supposed to be. All the sannyasis, everybody is gone. They are supposed to be Siksha Guru. And Prabhupada is Diksha Guru. After 100 years, after 1000 years, still Prabhupada's books will teach. So, Divya Gyan, who is giving? That is Diksha Guru. And for the Diksha Guru, he must be Uttamadhikari. Must. Vacho Vegam Manasah Krodha Vegam Jihva Vegam Udara Upastha Vegam Etan Veganyu Vishahita Dhira Sarvama Pimam Prithivim Sashishyat Sashishyat means disciple. A sober person who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger and the urges of the tongue, belly and genitals is qualified to make disciples all over the world. This is the qualification of Dikshakura. He must be a pure devotee, never fall down. And he must give the Divya Jnana. Now, I am giving this, I am speaking here. It appears like, oh, I am giving Divya Gyan. No, this is not. I am just repeating Prabhupada. I may not have the realization. In fact, I don't have. So, I am just repeating Krishna's words, Prabhupada's words. So, this is Siksha Guru. Diksha Guru means he must be also realized. And a realized soul will never fall down. But in Iskand, so many Gurus have fallen down. And they say that, oh, Guru don't have to be perfect. We will only bring you to Prabhupada. That is another concoction. This Guru Tattva has completely misunderstood in today's Iskand. Which is why there is so much confusion, so much dissension within the society. That's why we must see clarity. What is the actual, real, clear thing that we must follow? Who is the Guru? One path. Ekam. Here also Arjuna said what? Ekam. Nishchitya. There should be one path which is for good for all people. Similarly, in our case also, there is one path good for all people, all devotees. That is to accept Prabhupada as a Diksha Guru. 
Even when Prabhupada was here on the planet, Prabhupada, in the beginning, yes, he trained up personally, those few disciples. After that, he was traveling everywhere. And when, suppose he is in India, some temple president from America will write a letter to Prabhupada. Prabhupada, these five devotees are ready for initiation. Prabhupada did not even see them. Don't know who are they. Just give the name. Prabhupada uh, chanted on the beads, give them a new name and send the letter and the beads all back to the temple president. Where is the personal connection? No. So, he has already set up this system while he was here only. He made sure Prabhupada wanted that Shikshaguru means especially GBC temple presidents all this must. They say, uh, he said you should speak what I am speaking and do what I am doing. Then you are Shikshaguru. Uh, if we disobey the spiritual master, there is no Shikshaguru, there is a rascal Prabhupada said. If I don't follow Prabhupada's instruction, if I introduce something new, Nowadays, qualification for Guru in ISKCON, you have to be sannyasi in good standing for 5 years minimum. That's it. With Guru. Where? Shastra. Show me some Shastra, some Shloka from Bhagavatam, from Rupa Goswami. Show one Shloka that if you are sannyasi for 5 years, you can become Guru. Where? Where is Shastra? No Shastra, simply making useless rules. And many of them falling down, having sex with own disciple, homosexual. Why all these things are happening? We should think, why these things are happening? Something is not clear. If everything is clear, like Prabhupada, when Prabhupada is here, no doubt. Prabhupada will never do anything wrong, no doubt. Everybody had their confidence. And everybody was like one strong force, one army. Why that is not there now? Because there is doubt in the character of the Guru. A, a sannyasi may still fall down because maybe he is not perfect. But a Guru means he has to be perfect. There is no chance for the Guru to fall down. This is never there in the Shastra. Never in the previous example, history, in the, of a whole history of the whole universe. The Guru fell down. After becoming Guru, he fell down. That never happened. So, these things have to be clearly understood. Therefore, we have the book, Initiations after 1977, with all Prabhupada quotations. So, you also read that one, Prabhupada. It's very important for all devotees to understand. Many devotees have started from ISKCON, from all kinds of, many, many Gurus, this Guru, that Guru. Doesn't matter. At least now we should understand what is correct, what is wrong. Very clearly. It's not about fighting. It's not about, oh, I am envious of you. No. It is just understanding what Prabhupada said. And try to follow what Prabhupada said clearly. Then our lives will be very easy. Our spiritual advancement will be without any problem. But when we don't understand these things, then every problem will start. So it has to be clear, like Arjuna said. So any questions or comments on this topic? Any doubts? Do we have any doubts? Somebody wrote big comment. 
जी दिस माता जी शी इज एक्चुअली शी इज एक्चुअली राइटिंग अ कॉमेंट अबाउट दिस इश्यू ऑफ शिक्षा एंड दीक्षा गुरु शी जस्ट रेड आवर बुक इनिशिएशन आफ्टर नाइनटीन सेवेंटी सेवन सो इन दैट बिफोर दैट शी वॉज थिंकिंग इट्स दीक्षा गुरु uh what is dikshur what is it was not very clear so now after reading this book it became very clear for her uh the comment i have actually put on the screen here uh so uh this is the effect so if we know from prabhupa directly what is dikshur what is shikshur why he wanted uh his disciples to become shikshur and you know he set up a system where everybody can come to him if uh, suppose there is a uh choice that uh prabhupad and another guru who you will take initiation from of course prabhupad no doubt so prabhupad is offering that clearly please come to me so that's what we are trying to actually educate the devotees that um please accept prabhupad as a diksha guru and whole everything will come very clear no doubts for us there is no doubt at all <laughs> shastrik wise practically everything the other day few russian devotees were talking to us uh, some of them were from iskon also mm. they had own guru maharaj so now they ask question so many questions Uh, philosophical shastra questions and also practical questions everything they have got answer from us not that we are great because we only follow prabhupad then the system is great actually because prabhupad has given it so when they got all the answers they are now fully convinced oh, yes we will follow as king so this is our request to all devotees um i don't think there is any more questions any more questions any doubts prabhu ji Hmm? What is it? Why not uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur? Yeah. I mean, why can't we take initiation from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur? Yeah, good question actually. So this is explained in the Bhagavatam, in the second canto, ninth chapter, in the seventh verse, in the purport, Prabhupada mentions this. as already stated brahma is the original spiritual master for the universe and since he was initiated by the lord himself the message of shrimad bhagavatam is coming down by by disciplic succession and in order to receive the real message of shrimad bhagavatam 
one should approach the current link or spiritual master in the chain of disciplic succession so we have to approach the current link now rupa goswami was also our sampradaya and vishnu sakravarti thakur is also ours. all our sampradaya narad muni was our sampradaya but we have to approach the current link the current who is the current link in that parampara that we have to accept just like narottam das thakur after narottam das thakur next is vishnu sakravarti thakur but if you see the history there is 200 years gap between both of them so mindavar uh, parampara after narottam das thakur is vishnu sakravarti thakur and baladev vidyabhushan but there is a 200 years gap between them Mm. but he took the teachings of narottam das thakur and went on so the current link that is what is important so the current link in our case is prabhupad his books are the ones which are making everybody devotee so therefore his books therefore prabhupad is the is teaching everybody you became serious because prabhupad books i became serious prabhupad books now your son also become serious because prabhupad books so this is called diksha vidhan divya gyan so that is actual diksha so that's why prabhupad is the uh, guru for the, and prabhupad actually mentioned nicely in the in the letter you know july 9th 1977 if you see the letter very clearly prabhupad mentioned that after his departure a question was asked in may 28th by satsurup das goswami um, after your dip, um, what is that particularly after when you are no more here how initiations will be conducted first and second initiation then prabhupada said i have, i will appoint somebody then tamal krishna goswami asked this question is that called ritvik acharya prabhupada said ritvik yes so that is what prabhupada wanted and the same thing in the july 9th letter one and a half month later the letter actually came out in writing full four times in that letter the same small letter not very long but in that short letter four times it is mentioned that prabhupada will be the guru for all future initiates very clear and tamal krishna goswami also in 1980 after becoming guru for 3 years after prabhupada left in 1980 he actually confessed actually prabhupada never appointed anybody gurus he appointed ritviks only i did the greatest uh, aparad disservice by interpreting ritviks as gurus because he was suspended at the time the gbc suspended him from initiation so he spoke the truth then gbc again gave him position you become no 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 never mind you become guru then he took back his words in the confession in 1980 he said krishna spoke the inspiration came and then krishna spoke he said and then he said actually prabhupada never appointed gurus he appointed 11 ritviks when krishna spoke when prabhupada spoke he said ritvik now why he is changing actually in the even in the may 20th conversation when satsurudas goswami asked that how will initiations be conducted after your physical departure then uh, prabhupada said i will appoint some of you to act on my behalf so tamal krishna goswami asked the question is that called ritvik acharya how he knows the word ritvik prabhupada never said the word ritvik in that conversation first prabhupada said second first tamal krishna goswami asked the question is that called ritvik acharya that means prabhupada already told him this word ritvik is only 17 times in the whole bhagavatam that two variations of the word ritvijaha you know uh, 
what yeah the variations of the word actually it's not even like pure ritvik so how did tamal krishna goswami know the word ritvik that means prabhu already told him before this word that's why he is repeating that question is that called ritvik acharya that you mentioned before in other words prabhu said yes ritvik so the prabhu was already mentioning to him before even the may 20th conversation and tamal krishna goswami knew this very well but he chose not to follow and because of aparad you see how he passed away you know how he passed away it's a car crash it's a aparad it's a big aparad so yeah so this is so much aparad has happened in iskon that's why the whole movement is now out of order what power the movement had in 1970s now it is not of course big more big more temples but the quality is not like prabhupad's time everything is the quality of devotees the the full fire of preaching i'm not saying like i'm saying modernly is gauri shankar and gauri is gauri shankar where gauri shankar yes so so many acharya did like the mission actually like bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur he gave initiation for many but actually they are not supposed to become guru that's why prabhupada said all my god brothers they are useless you heard that prabhupada said because actually they cannot become guru bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur wanted them to wait and let the self effulgent acharya come by himself by show by himself but after he left immediately they wanted some guru immediately or oh, they put uh, two men yeah and then whole thing collapsed whole thing gaudimatt failed because of this so actually there is nobody else other than prabhupad who is a pure devotee who is supposed to continue the reciprocal succession others have all failed prabhupad himself said if there was anybody who was another pure devotee in the gaudimatt or another disciple of bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur prabhupad would have definitely said that oh, he is also a pure yeah no but no that is fine but the thing is when prabhupad said that none of my god brothers are qualified to become guru that is that's it we take prabhupada's word none of them are qualified to become guru so prabhupada left gaudiyamat it is his own guru's institution he left to start his con why because he saw so much problem going on there so there is nobody who is following the real order of bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur so whether they make temples or in fact many of gaudiyamat they are getting devotees from iskon only because when the people devotees join iskon and then some guru fall down and everything then they will just leave iskon and then where to go oh they will go to some gaudiyamat ha huh? 
like this they will do because they are not satisfied with iskon guru and they will go gaudi mat like this many people are going to gaudi mat and that this is also happening this is not supposed to happen like this. not set up we are not set up for me also we are yeah no for us it is very clear No, for us, the principle of Guru is very clear. Because we accept Prabhupada's words as they are. But in Iskand, this clarity is not there. Yes, all also. Yes. so much dissension within the whole movement everything is so many difference now is related no because the difference is because they are not following prabhupada if the if we follow this is there is a nice chaitanya charitamrita actually we are not following not only prabhupada what krishna says we are not following that is the problem one second now You see, you see this in Adilila Chaitanya Charitamrita. At first, at first, all the followers of Advaita Acharya shared a single opinion, but later they followed two different opinions as ordained by providence. You see, the words "divere karan" indicate that by dint of providence or by God's will, the followers of Advaita Acharya divided into two two parties. such disagreement among the disciples of one acharya is also found among the members of the gaudiya mat in the beginning during the presence of om vishnupada paramahamsa parivrajaka acharya ashtottara satashri shrimad bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur prabhupada all the disciples worked in agreement but just after his disappearance they disagreed one party strictly followed the instructions of bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur but another group created their own concoction about executing his desires Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur at the time of his departure requested all his disciples to form a governing body and conduct missionary activities cooperatively 
he did not instruct a particular man to become the next acharya but just after his passing away his leading secretaries made plans without authority to occupy the post of acharya and they split into two factions over the next acharya who the next acharya would be consequently both factions were asara or useless because they have they had no authority having disobeyed the order of the spiritual master despite the spiritual master's order to form a governing body and execute the missionary activities of the gaudiya math the two unauthorized factions began litigation and that is still going on after 40 years with no decision therefore we do not belong to any faction we but because the two parties busy dividing the material assets of the gaudiya math institution stopped the preaching work we took up the mission of bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur and bhaktivinoda thakur to preach the cult of chaitanya mahaprabhu all over the world under the protection of the, all the predecessor acharyas and we find that our humble attempt has been successful hmm. so again he is quoting the same verse just sadeva parabhakti thadivet thakur now the next verse also is very important some of the disciples strictly accepted the orders of the acharya and others deviated independently concocting their own opinions under the spell of daivi maya this verse begin describes the beginning of a schism that means a division between the devotees when disciples do not stick to the principle of accepting the order of their spiritual master immediately there are two opinions any opinion different from the opinion of the spiritual master is useless one cannot infiltrate materially concocted ideas into spiritual advancement that is deviation there is no scope for adjusting spiritual advancement to material ideas the order of the spiritual master is the active principle in spiritual life what is the actual word probably always use this acharyer matajay shemat sar tar agya langhi chale sheta asar the order of the spiritual master is the active principle in spiritual life anyone who disobeys the order of the spiritual master immediately becomes useless here is the opinion of shri krishnadas kaviraj goswami persons who strictly follow the orders of the spiritual master are useful in executing the will of the supreme whereas persons who deviate from the strict order of the spiritual master are useless now in iskon all the gurus who are there in iskon nobody was authorized by prabhu that's why all gurus are asara real gurus prabhupa <laughs> here krishnadas kavraj goswami uses the word useless you see how he says there is no need to name those who are useless i have mentioned them only to distinguish them from the useful devotees so there are useful devotees and useless devotees actually they are not even devotees useless means useless so but they are also wearing you know galat uh, what mathai tilak galai mala but they are not executing the spiritual master order they are uh, executing kali's order kali chela not guru chela kali chela hmm? so this is uh, this one also paddy is mixed with straw at first and one must fan it to separate paddy from the straw You see, there are many disciples of Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur, but to judge who is actually his disciple, to divide the useful from the useless, one must measure the activities of such disciples in executing the will of the spiritual master. Sri Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur tried his best. You see, this is very important. Again, we will read. 
There are many disciples of Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, but to judge who is actually his disciple, to divide the useful from the useless, one must measure the activities of such disciples in executing the will of the spiritual master. Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur tried his best to spread the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to countries outside India. When he was present, he patronized the disciples to go outside India to preach the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they were unsuccessful because within their minds, they were not actually serious about preaching his cult in foreign countries. They simply wanted to take credit for having gone to foreign lands and utilize this recognition in India by advertising themselves as repatriated preachers. Many Swamis have adopted this hypocritical means of preaching for the last 80 years or more, but no one could preach the real cult of Krishna consciousness all over the world. They merely came back to India falsely advertising that they had converted all the foreigners to the ideas of Vedanta or Krishna consciousness and then they collected funds in India and lived satisfied lives of material comfort. As one fans paddy to separate the real paddy from useless straw, by accepting the criterion recommended by Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami, one can very easily understand who is a genuine world preacher and who is useless. <laughs> very, very clear. So, I also advise you, you take one of the copy of the book and read it nicely. Every devotee should read actually this one. It's not about fighting with Iskandar, no, it's not about anything. It's just about what Prabhupada said, try to understand, that's all. Yeah, that is very good policy. Actually, Jayavadaka Swami is a Ritvik, supposed to be Ritvik, but he thinking he is Guru, that is the problem. He is supposed to be Ritvik and you are disciple of Prabhupada all the time. From day one, you already Prabhupada disciple. Yes. No, but he give his Pranati Mantra. But he give his Pranati Mantra. Namo Vishnupada Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimati Jayapadaka Swami This is what you chant, right? Uh, he should not give, if he is really, uh, real Guru is Prabhupada, he should say Bhaktivedanta Swami Yatinamaya. No, we are saying to three, we are doing Pranam Mantra, hmm. we are saying to the three. Cannot say. Then Prabhupada, then Bhaktivedanta Swami Yatinamaya. No, now. I am saying every day like that. No, cannot. I am not saying only my Guru Prabhupada. No, you should only say Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta you can say, but Prabhupada you must say. Cannot say to him, Jayapadaka Swami, because he is not. Yeah. No, we are following the whole parampara until Brahma. <laughs> we cannot follow, chant all the names, all the mantras. But especially our it's gurus we must chant. Hmm? 
No, we don't do. We only follow Prabhupada. Yes, Prabhupada and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Gaur Krishna Das Babaji, and Jagannath Das Babaji. That's all. Because, yeah, we cannot follow anybody's appearance there. Only those who are liberated souls, Prabhupada and his Guru, Jayapada Goswami, all these, we cannot. Their mantra also we cannot chant. If you are chanting their mantra, you are taking he as a guru. But Prabhupada never said he can become guru. How you can chant his mantra? Prabhupada said that... No, he sent him to Mayapur. But he never said you become next guru after me. He never appointed him. Yeah, his name is in 11. But what is 11? Ritvik. They are supposed to be Ritvik. Huh? Yeah, they are Ritviks. They are Ritvik representatives only. He, like here, now he, I just born in 1986. Prabhupada already Samadhi in 1977. Now, my initiation happened in 2006. But I only chant Namo Vishnu Pada Krishna Prashtha Bhutalesh Kimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminathan Namo. There's nobody else. We had Ritvik representative here, Sundar Gopal Prabhu. He is doing the Tiksha on behalf of Prabhupada. But his mantra we don't chant. Ritvik means priest. He is not guru. So his mantra we cannot chant. We should only chant Prabhupada's mantra. That is the rule. So, if you are accepting only Prabhupada, you should accept, chant Prabhupada's mantra. Huh? Yes, yes, this is called initiations after nine. We have in Bengali here printed. Bengali also we have. Yeah, yeah. So, you take that one. Office inside. Okay. So, you take that one. Yes, yes. You take then everything very, very clear, nicely explained. Then your heart, huh, your mind, so clear and open. After this understanding that Prabhupada, wow, he can accept every one of us. Hmm? So, Sundar Gopal Prabhu, he has actually come, it's actually not written, it's just Prabhupada's quotation only. Prabhupada's quotation, just mentioning everything Prabhupada's teachings to understand this Guru Tattva, especially in our context, modern present day context. So, alright, we'll stop here. Granthraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Nitai Gaur Primanandi.